0: Happy holiday! Welcome, happy holiday to Happy Life Studios. May the calendar keep ringing. Happy holidays to you.
1: What's that? We interrupt the happier holidays podcast for right now. Um, it is a season to be jolly. And we're really jolly here because we are 100 podcasts old. That's right. Can you believe it? It's been 100 podcasts. So we have a special Edition podcast for you. I brought someone in all the way from Camp Daniel. You hear me talk about Camp Daniel. And I think it's very fitting because Camp Daniel is the happiest place on earth. But I'm not going to talk more about that because I've talked about that in so many podcasts. And in actuality, I didn't fly in, Tony, for this. I I flew out to see Tony. I like to come out here um, as much as I can to get my head right, to get my heart right. It's kind of my retreat to rethink and revamp. And it's our 100th podcast. So Um, I can't think of a better person, other than maybe Christine, um, to uh, record this podcast with me. And so, Tony, welcome to Happy Life Studios. Welcome to our special 100th episode.
0: I'm shocked. 100. (laughs) I didn't think you could do it. I figured by 13 or 14, you'd go on to something else. (laughs) That is kind
1: of what I do, isn't it? Sometimes. Yeah, Yeah, all (laughs) the time. He's being kind. There's very few people that know me as well as Tony. And so Tony knows me as well as anybody. And he's just one of these people, you know, you talk about even the Grinch had Max. Oh,
0: Max.
1: Even Grinch, the guy who decides to be a loner from everybody had Max. And I guess I'm Tony's Max or Tony is my Max. I'm not sure, but you've got to have people like that. We can't get to happy on our own, which is why I'm excited about a uh, uh, expanding the Happy Life podcast into even more. But we'll we'll talk about that a little bit
0: uh, down the, the road. So, so let's do something different. Okay. How about All if right. I ask you questions? How about if people get to know you like I know you? The verse that hit me as we we're sitting here talking is, uh, I think about in Genesis when th- there's a list of people and how long they lived and how old they were when they had, you know, when... When they had their sons, and how many sons and daughters they had, and so it's just a, it's basically a list of boring numbers right and and so okay, a hundredth podcast that's a cool thing it's you know you've achieved something you it shows that you
1: but it's cool to us it's cool to me because I never thought I would get there. you right. never thought I'd get there, but exactly. anybody else is like right. yeah
0: so but but the list of I don't think that the list of people there in Genesis is important until it gets to Enoch. And that's the verse that hit me that, so it goes through this list of people and each of them, when they had their son and how many kids they had and how many years and all these numbers, which for me, I'm not a big numbers guy. So, um, it's kind of boring reading, but then you get to Enoch and Enoch had Methuselah when he was however old. And, and then we get to, it's, it, it, for some reason it interrupts the numbers and the sons and says, Enoch walked with God. And then God took Enoch to heaven. Right. I, and that's just what struck me in this is, okay, there's all these numbers. They're important. But what's important is that we walk with God.
1: That's where I want to go. That's, that's what the I bottom teach line. People. My dad on his tombstone, it just says "walked with God because that's what my dad did. I watched my dad struggle and I'd watch him go on a walk. And every day he'd go on a walk. He'd go on sometimes more than one. And I would oftentimes see him leave the house in one condition mentally and come back emotionally in a completely different condition. And um, that's why we put that. We were like the whole family decided there's nothing better to put on his tombstone than walked with God. Okay. So honestly, that's really what I want to do. I want to be like Enoch. I want to have people say he taught me how to walk with God. In fact, we have a happy lifer. And uh, he was one of the first happy lifers we ever got, and he listened to our podcast. And my wife turned him on to the podcast, and so he checked it out. He had a, a friendship with her, and and uh, he came back and he told us a story. And he said that that when he was younger, he lived in a large family, and his mom would always send the whole family, all the kids, off to camp. And it was a Bible camp. And he said that that the the, the guy that spoke, the minister, the pastor of the camp, whatever, the guy who ran it, he said he would shove Jesus down our throats. He'd beat us with the Bible all the time. He said, but when I listened to your husband's podcast, he said, I can follow that. That makes sense to me. And sometimes we have a hard time seeing the tree in the forest. Sometimes we have a hard time seeing Jesus in the church because it's become all about a bunch of stuff that God said it was never about that. Remember, the Pharisees were the church leaders of the day when Jesus came to earth. This is Christmas podcast, Christmas time, right? It's a holiday season. Well, what better way to cap on the holidays than the Christmas here? When Jesus showed up as a baby, the Pharisees, the religious leaders had screwed it up so bad that he had to come. God had to send his own son to earth, the very first Christmas present ever, right? Christ mass. It was a the Catholic version of we're going to celebrate the birth of Christ. So Jesus came to earth to set the system to set the system back to where it was originally when he made Adam and Eve they walked in the garden with him so Adam and Eve walked with God they were the first humans and that's what God did he walked in the garden with them which which he had made just for them and so so when this guy says I mean it just blew me away when when he says he told my wife he says your husband he makes sense I could follow him. I want to do that to a lot of people that just can't get beyond church. There's a lot of people that go to church and, they, and that's what they do and that's how they, I think that's great. You could keep on going, but those aren't the people I'm trying to help in this whole happy life. I'm trying to find those that are, that's why I'm in the religion and spirituality section because I'm trying to help people that are hungry they, they know there's something more out there to life. They know that happy is right around the corner, but happy isn't right around the corner. It's actually sitting on your lap. All you have to do is respond to him, is, is acknowledge him. God is joy. God is happy. When you're in his presence, you're in the fullness of that. So we've got to learn how to get beyond the complication. Like I said, the point I was trying to make was that Jesus came to earth because the religious leaders had messed it up so much that he himself had to come down to earth and fix it all. And the fact that he came as a baby Jesus shows the kind of gentility, the kind of kind of god that he is that he would show up as a baby because everybody like like Ricky Bobby and Talladega Knight says everybody loves the baby Jesus, right? <laughs> and everybody that 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 whole magical warm feeling of the baby being born in a in a poor man's birth and man, that's just that's just crazy, but he did that cuz he wanted to show people they're doing it wrong in Mr. Mom I don't know if that's an old movie, but, you know, he's trying to drop his kids off. He becomes the mom, and the mom works, and, you know, and, and all the other moms are getting mad at him because he's dropping it. You're doing it wrong, they kept saying to him, and I felt like that's what God was saying with the Pharisees. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You, this isn't what it's about. It's about walking with me. What did What did Jesus do when he, when he came to earth? When he started his ministry, he just found 12 guys, and he walked with them. It was that simple. And then when he died, they took that message and they changed the world with that message. And you know, It was just, he didn't come up and set up big church buildings. He didn't set up big services. In fact, there were, sometimes we had thousands of people listening to him and he could have said, hey guys, if you like this, meet me here next week and we'll do this again. He never did that because it was never about that. It was about 12 guys that nobody else picked, that nobody else wanted to be around. And Jesus said, Follow me. I pick you.
0: So when you say happier, you say, you say that a lot, actually. When I, I do. When I listen to your there's podcast. There's a reason for
1: that. I'm glad you picked that up. There's a reason I say that because I don't want people to say that I'm saying you're not happy. Right. I'm saying whatever level happy you are. There's some people out there that are very happy when they listen to a podcast. And there's other people out there that just seem to have a better handle on it um, that, than I do. But I want to be happier than what I am right now. Right. When people would ever ask my dad, how are you doing? He'd always say better. And they'd always reply with, oh, I'm sorry, was something wrong? And he'd say, no, did I say something was wrong? I'm just telling you I'm better. And so I don't want people to think that, well, I'm suggesting they're not happy. I'm saying whatever level of happy you are, who doesn't want to be happier? And we want to help each other get there.
0: So um, as you talk about the institution of church or that organization, your description typically comes back to, being more of a family. Do you think that's true?
1: Yes, it's exactly. I mean, that's. Well, let's go back to the terminology that God used, you know, and we're his children, therefore he's our father. And the thing I don't even like about that is because if you've got a poor father or you have an abusive father or a father that wasn't there, well, then immediately you're immediately going to put that on God. The, the way I would word it is what kind of a parent do you want to be someday? I mean, even when I'm not a good parent, I know what kind of parent I want to be. That parent, that desire, where does that even come from, to want to be that parent? Because that's the parent that God actually is. He's perfect. We're not. But it's all about community. We, we we turn this thing into this personal relationship with God. It's a communal relationship with God. Now, I've got to know God as my own friend. I can't be the friend of Tony who's a friend of God. God also wants to be my friend as well. But we call it a, this personal thing, and, and don't tell me what to do, and don't... Man, when Jesus showed up, man, the first thing he did was build... When he started his ministry, the first thing he did is he he built a community. He took 12 guys that no one else would pick, and he built a community with them. And um, that's what it's all about. It's all about that friendship. It's all about God made us the first thing thing God did was commit community. When Jesus, the first thing he did was grab 12 disciples and make a community. But then what's the first thing that God did? He made Adam. I mean, even God himself is, and this is mind-blowing here, but He's God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit. He's in, he's a family already, right? But when God made, the first thing God did was he made Adam and then he made, he made the world for Adam. Then he made Adam and he said, what, Tony, this is, you know, it's not good. You need help. You need help. So I'm going to make you a helpmate. He made somebody. It's not, he also said, it's not good for Adam to be alone. It's not good for mankind to be alone. So the first thing he did is he made a family. And he says, out of you is going to come a child. That's the first thing he did. So yes, if you want to find out why something exists, go back to the original of it. And when we go back to the original, the original original, I mean, Jesus is original, mankind's original, God original. It was all about community. It was all about, and that's really what a family is. It's supposed to be when it works right. It's supposed to be a community that, that pushes each other, challenges each other, hurts each other, asks for forgiveness from each other.
0: So since this is uh, coming in the midst of your Happier Holidays podcast, uh, maybe we could bring it around and talk about the holidays, and I've always been intrigued, I've always liked Seinfeld, and I've always been really been intrigued by uh, Festivus, and especially the concept of Festivus for the rest of us. It was a holiday that uh, George's dad came up with that was, uh, we have a lot of different Christmas-type holidays and. You know, there's Christmas, there's Kwanzaa, it's Passover. There's a lot of things going Haka. on. And he kind of came up with Festivus for the rest of us with a whole new set of rules. And I'm not saying we need necessarily a whole new set of rules, but kind of the concept of that there are a group of people that are left out of uh, yeah. a, a lot of institutional yeah. and traditional things that right. just can't fit into that. And, and you come to want to reach right, and you come to Camp Daniel, and that's the basis of Camp Daniel's ministry is for people with disabilities and they don't tend to fit into any given structure that we have. And no matter how far and how much we try to adjust that structure, they're never going to fit in. So that means we have to build something new for them, yeah. something different for them, a different avenue. And and I think I'm attracted to that ministry because I've never fit into the traditional, yeah. the institutional, the regular thing. I just am always on the, the edge of it. <clears throat> and it's not that I don't believe in um, – The church, or I don't believe in the principles of the Bible. I do very much so, uh, but I don't fit into a lot of the traditions and a lot of the religious type things that have been put on us. Um, And so, happy life, I'm attracted to that. And And that's
1: why Jesus came to earth as a baby for that reason. Because they'd made it, it was only a few people that could connect with God. And then even that connection is what I say God is. And here's what you're supposed to think and here's what you're supposed to believe. And Jesus said, That's bunk. That's jack, man. That's, that's messed up. So I'm going to show up and I'm going to show you as a baby. I mean, he showed up in a family. Um, my heart for Happy Life Studios, that's who we are. And that's who we're becoming. It's that. I, I love that concept of festive us for the rest of us because there's people out there that don't, they just don't fit in with that system. And if you do fit in with that system, fine, go with that. But there's people out there that will never come to God because they just can't stomach what we say you got to do to get to God. And that makes me mad because God, all people have to do is meet God for who He really is. It changes everything because God, he, He's slow to anger, He's abounding in love, He's gentle, He's kind, He's also just. He's also fair. He has anger as well. But he gets angry. His anger isn't when we sin, it's when we abuse other people. It's when we hurt other people. It's when we dishonor other people. It's when the family dishonors the family. He's going to show up and say, That's messed up. That's jacked up. So I like that concept of festivus for the rest of us. So that's really what that's who Jesus picked and that's who I'm really going after. I I think People that, that, that are that are fit well into the system of Christianity, fit well into the system of their church or whatever, they've got what they need. I don't need to give them any more. They don't need any more sermons. They don't need any more they don't need that. But there's people within that group. And people that will never even attend that group. That out there wanna know that God loves them. They wanna know how to get to happy and they I mean I can't you know, you said that when I when I showed up you felt normal. Well um I get that all the time from people, you know, when I show up they, they, I've never heard anyone talk like that, but that's what people said about Jesus too. They said, they said, and I'm not trying to say I'm Jesus, but I am made in his image. Right. And I want to be like him. Yeah. And they said, Jesus, you're not like these other Pharisees. You're not like these other religious leaders. We like you, you know, those other guys are mean. And Jesus didn't show up to be mean, man. He showed up to help us to be kind. The fruit of the spirit, the fruit of God's spirit is love, joy, peace patience in other words if you if god were a tree these were the fruits that would pop out of him you know self-control um gentleness meekness and we've turned it into something that it's not and that's why i do what i do
0: who is the happy life community that's what i want to
1: know we are people that know there's something more we are people that want to be victorious over our struggles we are people who admit that we have struggles And we're not necessarily trying to get rid of the struggles, we're trying to embrace happy in the midst of it. We're people that know we can't get there on our own, and so we want to learn how to be vulnerable with other people that we can trust. And a community is supposed to be that. A family is supposed to be a place where you can be who you are and still be loved. Um, There's a reason why this podcast is in the religion and spirituality section, because I think that people that that search the religion and spirituality section are hungry for something. They know there's something. There's a yearning inside every one of us that reaches out towards happy. That's why everywhere you look, there's that word happy. And I think there's part of us that wants completeness. We want to be whole. We want to be happy. We want to figure this thing out. And so let's figure it out together. That's what Happy Life Studio is is all about, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, um, whatever venue, through our coaching, whatever venue it is, Happy Life is all about us doing this thing and figuring this thing out together. God's not some mean God that makes us and then just forgets all about us and says, well, I hope you get it figured out. He's a God that walks with us. He just wants us to acknowledge the fact that he's there. He doesn't want to be the third wheel. He wants to be a part of the whole Mix and he's the one that gets life all figured out for us. Um, you know, Proverbs 3 6 in the message translation says, Listen for God's voice in everywhere you go, in everything you do, because he's the one that'll keep you on track. And a happy life to me is us embracing us, accepting us, and helping us become the best people that we can be. We don't just receive
0: we give it away. So what are some of the things that you're doing in addition to the, you've been, you've done a hundred podcasts, but I know there's been a lot of other things going on. Uh, What are some of the other things that uh, people who just listen to the podcast may not know about that are going on now?
1: That's a great question, Tony. Actually, we're already there. We're already doing it. Um, we started happy life coaching, And the results that I'm seeing from people already, it's cool because a podcast is actually, um, you know, it's me talking to my computer screen. Luckily, I do it with you. I I like to to do it with people, but it's it's me talking and and somebody else listening. But coaching is a face-to-face one-on-one. There's a lot of coaches out there that do it all through video and stuff like that. But Happy Life Coaching is a face-to-face one-to-one. Let me find out how you're doing. Let me see, help you see your forest for your trees because I can do that. I've got 30 some plus years of experience to help in that situation. I've been helping people all across the board. So we've already started. We've already got people that before we even went public with this saying, you're going to start happy life coaching. And they just jumped on board and the things that are happening with them is so cool. There's also something else we are going to do. We're already starting to travel around the country and setting up little, little, almost like live podcast things. But it's a it's a day-long thing where we sit down with other people who want to be happier and we do a master class on how to be happy. And it's absolutely free. It's me showing up, you inviting your friends. We're going to show up at Happy Lifers houses and they're going to invite their friends to their houses. I mean, we're already doing it and it's just been Phenomenal so far. The results that I'm seeing out of this is just I sit back in awe. Some of these people I've known for a long time, but when we started the Happy Life coaching, it went to a whole new level with them. In fact, our very first episode, I had a happy lifer who is a part of our coaching plan now, said, Steve, oh my you gotta go check out your first episode at and she told me right where to go. I think it was at like eleven minutes. And Christine and I were interviewing on our first podcast, and she was interviewing me. I was interviewing her, and uh, she said she loved this idea of a podcast, she says, because when I'm really good in a situation is when it's a roundtable setting. It's, you know, I go and speak at a retreat. I love speaking at camps, retreats, things like that, even at Camp Daniel, but the best part isn't the speaking. That's always good, but it's hanging out afterwards. You know, even when I go speak at a church. It's me going out to the restaurant with a pastor or sitting around his kitchen table afterwards and listen to him talk, listen to him, share his fears, listen to them, share their, their struggles. And then I just start asking questions and I just start guiding them through that whole thing. And, and it's one of my favorite things to do. And she said, I like happy life podcast. Cause it's going to be like that. We're going to go into people's living room and it's going to be like, we're sitting around a table and you're talking to us. Which is what Happy Life has been a lot of ways the podcast, but we're actually going to literally do that. She didn't even realize what she was doing when she said that a mm-hmm. hundred podcasts ago. But we are going to literally go into people's living rooms, other Happy Lifers living rooms, say, this guy – you know Happy life has helped me in this way. I want you to come to my house and so if you 're interested in that, you need to let me know but that 's where we 're heading i 'm super excited about that and then, from there, if people want to sign up for happy Life Coaching. It goes even to a whole new level so now it's it 's turned into more than just podcasting we 've set a good foundation now we 're going to take it to a whole new level and i 'm super
0: happy about that right. so uh, you 're doing uh, the podcast you 're doing the coaching. Uh, you have a lot of other things going on, so tell us where you see your podcast going. Are they going to kind of remain the same? Um, I'm always pushing you to get a little closer to the edge. Um, so, what are your thoughts on the next hundred podcasts? What will they look like?
1: I think they're going to go closer to the edge, and this is why um, that stuff is just itching inside of me to get out. And I, it doesn't always come out. I've, I've gotten that, I, so I want to get. I want you to get more of Stevo in our happy life podcast. I want you to get more of the rawness of me and and some of the like in this podcast you've picked up some of some passion from me about people getting abused and people people being mistreated and people misunderstanding who God is. That's cuz that's who I really am inside and I think you're I'm going to get a little bit more um, more me. I think um, I'm going to get beyond the surface and that's really where I want to go. I want you to understand the things that are really down deeper inside me. I think it's time to go to the next level, um, in the next hundred podcast. And I also want to see it become more of a community where, where I'm interviewing other happy lifers or where you're sending me things that you want me to talk about, um, no matter how controversial they may be. Um, but we're doing this together as a community. It's just, just not me talking at the mic. And if I could get one more thing, I'm still looking for a person to do the podcast with, like when I'm doing it with you. I just enjoy doing it together more than
0: anything else. So that's kind of, uh, does that answer your question? It does. Um, I'd like to talk more about what you just said, though. So one of the things that I know about you, Steve, all that I think that sometimes gets lost in the translation of maybe preaching in front of a church, maybe uh, sharing in a podcast or doing a live video is uh you're you're much more passionate about certain causes than you allow yourself to be and i think
1: you mean on the podcast i don't allow myself right
0: i think in general when you're in front of a group of people you don't get as passionate as you are um one of the words i would use to describe you is gentle and i think there's a lot of people would laugh at the idea that you're gentle, but. i don't know many men who are concerned about hurting other people as much as you are i don't tend to think that way um so it's a foreign way of thinking to me um but you you think of that all the time and so sometimes you don't say the things that are in your heart because you don't want to hurt people and uh, you have a lot of friends who uh, work live and you know function within the institution and you don't want to hurt them in the process. And you've talked about, you're not trying to build something to eliminate something else. You're trying to build something, you want another bridge alongside that bridge. Cause right. we all have to get to God in some way. Right. Um, so I feel like because I'm here on the hundredth uh, podcast, I can uh, maybe uh, ask you a few questions and share some things that you wouldn't typically talk about or say, and maybe that's happened a little bit already Um, but one of those things is bottom line you're called to be a ministry you're called to be sent out and um, it is hard to function outside of a, a large church or a large denomination and do the things that you do because you have to find a way to live and I know you're willing to do anything you've painted houses you've done all matter of thing to try to raise money to keep doing what you're doing but it is a really really hard and difficult and suffering life to do that Um, But I know you're ultimately willing to do that. You've turned down high-paying jobs to continue doing what you know God wants you to do. Um, That's something to be applauded. But I don't think that most people know that you had to go through the things you've had to continue to do what you know God wants you to do. Um, So um, I'm going to make a plea because I know that you often don't make a plea. Basically, you're a missionary. You're going out and telling people about Jesus and you're going out and helping uh, create a bridge to Jesus that doesn't exist. And you need to be supported financially. And uh, so I'm giving a personal ask on behalf of the Happy Life community. steve and Christine and their family need people to support them monthly. And without monthly support, it is near impossible to continue to do the kind of ministry that he does. Um, and we need to rally around uh, one of our leaders, one of our own. And uh, I know there's a large amount of us out here, and uh, we can all do something. Um, even if it's $5 a month, uh, There is nobody's going to look down upon that. That's a big deal. And that's being part of a community is that, to uh, everybody sacrifice a little to make uh, something move forward. Um, so I'm asking you this Christmas especially, um, get out an envelope, write out a check. Even if it's for $5, $50, $100, $1,000, whatever, Whatever you can do, um, let's help Steve. Let's work uh, to make sure the coming year uh, is a happy year uh, in every way and uh, not that he suffers financially. And then every other phase of his life is growing and going wonderfully. And, um, Steve, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for Thank you. all you do. I'm thankful for 100 podcasts. I'm thankful that you do. Uh, the whole happy life community, uh, cause I need it frankly. And I can't function. I can't do the ministry I do without you and you doing what you do. Um, And I think that's how God set this thing up. It's how it's supposed to be. Um, but we need to take care of each other. So, um, that's my prayer at the end of this, that God gives Steve and his family what they need financially. And, uh, Uh, make him bold and uh, make him walk as close to the edge as he can, as he's comfortable. So uh, (laughs) I just thank you you for the opportunity to be with you.
1: You're welcome. And thank you for being a support to me. And thank you. That was very kind. It was very true as well. And um, it was very honoring to me. And that means a lot to me. So I want to thank you for doing that. Thanks for being a part of this 100th podcast. (laughs) And uh, I know it went longer, but it's a special podcast. So I, I get that. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Make someone happy. Make just one someone happy. And you will be
0: happy too.